0: Welcome to today's reading, March 14. We'll be reading Numbers 21 to 22, verse 20. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your great love. Thank you, Father, for your history with the human race. Thank you for being there for us, being a father we can lean on, Lord. Lord, you take all our our failures, Lord God, even our successes, and you make them doable and uh, able. Thank you, Lord, for being our father and giving us your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. The king king Arad who lived in the Negev, heard that the Israelites were approaching on the road through Atarab. So he attacked the Israelites and took some of them as prisoners. Then the people of Israel made this vow to the Lord. If you will hand these people over to us, we will completely destroy all their towns. The Lord heard the Israelites' request and gave them victory over the Canaanites. The Israelites completely destroyed them and their towns and their places have been called Hormah ever since. Then the people of Israel set out from Mount Hor taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with the long journey and they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in the wilderness, they complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manna. (laughs) So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snakes and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of a bronze and attached it to a pole Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. The Israelites traveled next to Abot and camped there. Then they went on to Abiram in the wilderness on the east, eastern border of Moab. From there, they traveled to the valley of Sered Brook and set up camp. Then they moved out and camped on the far side of the Arnon River in the wilderness adjacent to the territory of the Amorites. The Arnon is the boundary line between the Moabites and the Amorites. For this reason, the book of the Wars of the Lord speaks of the town of Wahib in the area of Subhab and the ravines of the Arnon River, and the ravines that extend as far as the settlement of Ar on the border of Moab. From there the Israelites traveled to Beer, which is the well where the Lord said to Moses, Assemble the people, and I will give them water. There the Israelites sang this song, Spring up, O oh well, yes, sing its praises, Sing of this well, which princes dug, which great leaders hollowed out with the scepters and staff. Spring up, O well. Then the Israelites left the wilderness and proceeded on through Matanah, Natalia and Bumat after they went to the valley in Moab where Pisgah Peak overlooks the wasteland. The Israelites sent ambassadors to King Sihon of the Amorites with this message. Let us travel through your land. We will be careful not to go through your fields and vineyards. We won't even drink the water from your wells. We will stay on the king's road until we have passed through your territories. But King Sihon refused to let them cross his territory. Instead, he mobilized his entire army and attacked Israel in the wilderness, engaging them in battle at Jahaz. But the Israelites slaughtered them with their swords and occupied their land from the Iron River to the Jabbok River. They went only as far as the Ammonite border because the boundary of the Ammonites was fortified. So Israel captured all the towns of Amorites and settled in them, including the city of Heshbon, and his surrounding villages. Heshbon had been the capital of King Sihon the, of the Amorites. He had defeated former Moabite king and seized all his land as far as the Arnon River. Therefore, the ancient poets wrote this about him. <laughs> Come to Heshbon and, and let it be rebuilt. Let the cities of Sihon be restored, a fire-flamed from, fort from Heshbon, blaze from the city of Sihon. It burned the city in Ar and Moab. It destroyed the rulers of the Arnon Heights. What sorrow awaits you, O people of Moab! You are finished, O worshippers of Chemosh. Chemosh had left his sons as refugees, his daughters as captives of Sihon, the Amorite king. We have utterly destroyed them from Heshbon to Dibon. We have completed wiped them out as far away as Nopah and Mediba. So the people of Israel occupied the territory of the Amorites. After Moses sent men to explore the Jazer area, they captured all of the towns of the region and drove out the Amorites who lived there. Then they turned and marched up the road to Bashan But King Og of Bashan and all his people attacked them at Edri. The Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have handed him over to you, along with all his people and his land. Do the same to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. And Israel killed King Og, his sons, and all his subjects. Not a single survivor remained. Then Israel occupied the land. Then the people of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan rivers across the Jericho. Balak, son of Sipporah, the Moabite king, had been seeing, had seen everything that Israelites did to the Amorites, and when the people of Moab saw how many Israelites there were, they were terrified. The king of Moab said to the elders of Midian, this mob will devour everything in sight like an ox devours grass in the field. So Balak, king of Moab, sent messengers to call Balaam, son of Beor, who was living in his native land of Petor, near the Euphrates River. His message said, Look, a vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt. They covered the face of the earth and are threatening me. Please come and curse these people for me because they are too powerful for me. Then perhaps I will be able to conquer them and drive them from the land. I know that blessings fall on any people you bless and curses fall on any people you curse. Balak messengers who were elders of Moab immediately set out with money to pay Balaam to place a curse upon Israel. They went to Balaam and delivered Balak's message to him. Stay here overnight, Balaam said. In the morning I will tell you whatever the Lord directs me to say. So the officials from Moab stayed there with Balaam. That night God came to Balaam and asked him, Who are these men visiting you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Sippor, king of Moab, has sent me this message. Look, a vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come and curse these people for me, then perhaps I will be able to stand up to them and drive them from the land. But God told Balaam, Do not go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up and told Balak's officials, Go on home, the Lord will not let me go with you. So the Moabites officials returned to King Balak and reported. Balaam refuses to come. He sent a large number of even more. Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak tried again. This time he sent a large number of even more distinguished officials than those he had sent the first time. They went to Balaam and delivered this message to him. This is what Balak, son of Sippor, says. Please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I will pay you very well and do whatever you tell me. Just come curse these people for me. But Balaam responded to Balak's message, Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I will be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord my God. But stay here one more night, and I will see if the Lord has anything else to say to me. That night God came to Balaam and told him, Since these men have come for you, get up. And go with them, but do only what I tell you to do, do that pass. It's really interesting to see how uh the brown snake was hung on a pole. And it's interesting to see that it says right here that they they complained about God and Moses. This time they included God. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting just to see how many how many of us were angry with God for one reason or another. As a spoiled child, we go to the father and we don't get our way, so we get mad at him. And it's interesting that they didn't learn how many how many years was it after they they lost all those people in the last chapters you know they lost 14,500 people and then they a lot of people got burnt the day that day before so apparently it must be a lot of years and they forget easily but the point i want to make out is the same when jesus was raised from the on the cross And people looked at him. Today, we can look at the cross. Today, we can stare at the cross and be healed, be inspired, be instructed. The Lord's Holy Spirit speaks to us through the cross of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing to have the counsel of the Lord readily available as we only looking at the cross and staring at it and getting getting results. What do you see?
1: Um, Well... The interesting thing is that there was poisonous snakes that showed (laughs) up. Yeah. So the Lord sent these poisonous snakes, and and the people were bitten, and they died, okay? And it said, then the people came to Moses and cried out, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord. So they realized what they had done, and against you. And now they're telling Moses, pray. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. And that was the Lord's solution for them is to look at the bronze
0: pole. Interesting. And the first time it mentions it said they were mad at God and Moses or complaining about God and Moses. Yeah, they were
1: speaking against them. And then
0: the second time they say it, they say, we complained about the Lord and you. Mm -hmm. That interesting. First it says God and Moses, and the second says Mm -hmm. the Lord and you. Right? Mm-hmm. But you want to read the study for a minute? I think it has some valuable things. Okay,
1: okay so um, it says When the bronze snake was hung on the pole, the Israelites didn't know the fuller meaning Jesus Christ would bring to this event. Mm-hmm. Jesus explained as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness. So the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So it's John chapter 3, 14 and 15. Just as the Israelites were healed of their sickness by looking at the snake on the pole, all believers today can be saved from the sickness of any sin by looking to Jesus' death on the cross. It was not the snake that healed the people, but God who healed them. The people's belief was demonstrated by their obedience to God's instructions. In the same way, we must express our trust in God by continuing to look to Christ for healing, both from sin and from sin's damaging effects. Amen. So that's it's um, just a symbolism of, of you know Jesus got lifted up on the on the cross and died for us, and He brought healing. And helped us to overcome sin, forgiving it, forgiving us of our sins. But yeah, it's a real good point that there are sometimes instructions God gives us that we should obey. You know, that that will bring success and bring you know bring solutions. That's the
0: miracle. Like again, when we have the sun, gives us vitamin C. Our eyes can look at the cross and get vitamins or healing through Jesus Christ, both from our sins and from the sins of damaging effects. We continue to look for Christ. There's another scripture in Isaiah forty five, twenty one, twenty two that says And there is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Isaiah 45 21, 22. Amen. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, if we're speaking in today's knowing that Jesus' blood was shed, that we would be forgiven. So. You know, how many of us tend to go back and keep looking at the sin that from the past that's already been defeated? So we just have to go back to the cross at all times when you're feeling condemned. You know, and what the scripture says is that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus already. So you always go back, I mean, the solutions go back to what did the cross do for you? What did Jesus do for you? What did he provide for you? And he provided healing. So looking at Jesus as your healer is, is a good way to, to get your healing. And remember that the cross, every stripe he took on the cross, it brought healing. So that's, that's just an example.
0: So you can say, uh, Lord, thank you for healing me by looking at the cross. Thank you for healing me. I receive your healing. I receive, I receive your...
1: it,
0: yeah. Receive it. Amen. Do...
1: But also remember
0: you gotta know you're
1: righteous and in good standing with God already. Amen. To receive your healing, you gotta know, you know, hey, God God loves me. Provide this for me, it belongs to me, and by faith I receive it.
0: Anyway. All right, I like it. Moving on to Balaam. It's interesting that he knew how to bless people and then how to bring down curses and he was not an Israelite, but he knew God.
1: Right.
0: That is a that really is amazing, huh? Yeah.
1: But you know, I love the way God tells them. You know, who are they, and what do they want? You know, and uh, don't go with them. He tells them, "Who are they visiting? Don't go, because the people are blessed. Don't go with them. You're not to curse the people because they're blessed." Um. So. Yeah, man. Hey,
0: beautiful, huh?
1: Yeah. So one thing we have to remember when we speak words we speak you know are important you know sometimes you know the enemy can come in and make you feel like you are under a curse you know but remember if you're a believer in Christ Jesus has called you blessed because you believe in him there's blessings right so therefore you know I don't know I've heard people think of saying things like oh well, so-and-so practices witchcraft, and they put a curse on me. Christians. But if you go back to what the Word says, is Jesus has blessed you, so you cannot be cursed. What Jesus is blessed cannot be cursed.
0: Amen. So, thank you, Jesus Christ. For Thank you, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: But uh, I, wonder, I was wondering why he told them the first time he said, don't go with them. Don't do this. But then he said, "Okay, go with them, but you have to do what I say." So I'm just yes. wondering why he changed his mind. Since
0: these men have come for you, get right. up and go with them.
1: But don't. But only do what I tell you.
0: Oh, I think the Lord is thinking. Well, maybe there's an opportunity I can do because Balaam is pretty. To me, he didn't. He seemed to obey God all this time.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's other passages in the New Testament that. Well, well, yeah, well, maybe he was for hired. You know, everybody know that he would curse people and they would stay cursed. And he would bless people. They would stay blessed.
1: You know, I, I think, you know, when you and you read this, it says, you know, um, this is what Balak, son of the poor, says, Please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I will pay you very well uh-huh. and and do whatever you tell me. Just come and curse them for me. So, you know, how tempting is that for an individual to take money if they need it to go and do this? Okay, it's, I mean, it's a temptation that, but this man, Balaam, is pretty cool because he says, uh, even if, for, if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord, my God see so that's powerful in the sense that you know he stands on it he stands on the will of God what is God? he's hearing from God so he's obeying God Amen. he's got that pretty down path to say even if he gave me his palace and a lot of silver and gold that's nothing for me because I can't go against God's will that is powerful I think that's the biggest nugget right here
0: amen I love it I love it. I think the amen. All right, baby, you want to move on?
1: Luke, yes. Luke chapter 1, 26 to 56. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called Son of the Most High the Lord God will give him the throne of of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever his kingdom will never end Mary asked the angel but how can this happen I'm a virgin the angel replied the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Okay. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Wow. Amen. Wow, that's a Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said come about me come true. And then the angel left. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and explained to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? (coughs) When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary responded, and then went back to her own home. Wow, she pulls a nana. <laughs> she stays for three months. Okay, wow, That's really good stuff here. Um, well, it's interesting that Elizabeth was pregnant, she was barren, and then became pregnant at a very old age also, and I love that scripture for nothing is impossible with God. It's wonderful. Um, I love the Mary's reaction to to what the angel says to her, even though she doesn't quite understand it. She just said, May everything what you said come true for me. Wow. Yeah. And uh, may everything you have said about me come true. So wow. she received what the word was, but it's like she didn't understand how it was going to happen, right? Right. So that's, that's, um, but you know, I love that it says, You have found favor with God.
0: The amen. Lord is
1: with you. I mean, that's such a good, just to
0: be Scripture, told. To you know, make, amen. The Lord is, is with you. You we found favor with God. Yeah. Mary was very was young and poor, female, to the people of first-century Israel. These characteristics seemed like handicaps to serving God in any important way. A young unmarried girl who became pregnant risked disaster. She risked remaining unmarried for life unless the baby's father agreed to marry her. She risked being forced into begging or prostitution to support herself if her own father rejected her. And Mary risks being considered crazy as well with her story about becoming pregnant by the Holy Spirit. But God showed Mary for one of the most important acts of obedience He has ever asked anyone, why did He choose someone who who had so little social standing? For you? For the very same reason that Mary willingly accepted so many risks she has an attitude that god could use mary res- responded to gabriel i am the lord's servant luke 138 mary knew that god mary knew that the god was asking for to serve him and she willingly obeyed you may feel that you're incapable of experiencing or inadequate for god's service or may you may be you insurmountable obstacles that there's no clear justice. But God calls... But God's call isn't based prim- primarily on ability, skill, or knowledge. God is looking for people with a servant attitude who, who are available and can obey. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know,
1: I, I, going into the next paragraph about how the baby... Elizabeth's child leaped within her when, when she saw Mary, and uh, it like there was a joy that jumped out of her stomach. So, I mean, but it says, and then she was filled with the Holy Spirit at that point. Because remember, the next paragraph says that she told Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Okay. And why, why so? Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? Okay. When I heard you greeting the baby in my womb, jump for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what He said. Mary responded. So, first she gets filled with the Holy Spirit. It becomes revelation to her what Mary is—Mary's carrying the Jesus inside—and what an honor that she would be visited by her but then Mary acknowledges you're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said okay Wow. so that's kind of like faith you believe what God said he's going to do that's why you're blessed so you know we have many promises in the Bible that, that we know of so we're blessed because we believe by faith. So, you know, that could pertain to healing, finances, you know, uh, a ministry, your, your family saved. I mean, many things here. It could be in, an influential world changer because you believe by faith what God said he's going to do. And you can stand on that, right? It's cool. That's I mean, I just saw that right here. It's like
0: it's beautiful. she got
1: filled with the Holy Spirit, and then she's she recognized that Jesus was in the womb, and then boom, Mary reiterates back to her and says, You're blessed because you believe the Lord is gonna do what he said he's gonna do. Period. Amen. That's that's powerful. That's powerful. Amen. That's kind of like, you know, that could be almost considered uh, a Rhema for somebody. Right, right now, just jumped out at me. It inspired me to say, "Wow, look, Elizabeth believed God said He was going to do. Well, why shouldn't I? You know, why isn't that not for me? That's for me, right?"
0: Um, Amen. All we have to do is act on His word. Yeah. Put action to the idea.
1: And, And it and it's, I mean, it it doesn't seem hard on paper. But the more you practice it, the more you, the more it comes to life, right? The more you stand on it, I guess.
0: Amen. At the yeah. sound of Mary's dream, Right. Elizabeth Child, a, leap yeah, when yeah, her and This is a
1: great reading. I mean, for being at night and kind and, of like
0: Interesting, it says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. With the Holy Spirit.
1: a great exchange
0: there. Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that cool? Wow.
1: So the exchange of the, the babies boom! <laughs> it was like a <laughs> boom!
0: I'm so excited the about it. The baby jump for joy. Oh yeah. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said and that's how she got pregnant, right? She believed. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but but Mary is saying that. Mary is saying that to Elizabeth. You know, Mary is telling her, "God has blessed you, above woman, and your child's blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me?"
0: Elizabeth said that to yeah. Mary. Yeah.
1: And then Mary responded, "Well, you're blessed. Wait, I heard you're greeting the baby in my womb, jump for joy." You're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said, Mary responded. Mary's oh. responding.
0: Sounds like Elizabeth is responding, huh? They're talking to each other.
1: Yeah, they're talking to each other.
0: <coughs> so whose baby jumped? Jesus jumped. Mary yeah. is saying my baby jumped. Yeah, right. Elizabeth gave glad exclaim exclaimed. So, so both of the babies jumped.
1: Yeah. First, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled.
0: Wow, with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit at the presence of Jesus. Right.
1: Because how else would she have known that Mary was carrying the Messiah?
0: Uh-huh. Okay. So it was, uh huh. Okay. John the Baptist got filled right away. Right. At the womb with the Holy Spirit. Right, right. It. And then Jesus jumped for joy. Jesus jumped for joy in the womb. Okay. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Right. She
1: knew right after that Holy Spirit, she said, why am I so honored? It says, your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord would visit me? See, there's a revelation that came from the Holy Spirit in that Exchange, so then she says, "You're." And then Mary responds back, "You know, well, the, when you, you, I heard the greeting, the baby in my womb jump for joy. You're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what He said."
0: Amen. So Amen.
1: once that revelation came in, she believed, and so the honor of her coming to her house. And having an encounter before Jesus is even born is pretty supernaturally spectacular.
0: Amen. Yes, yes, yes. All
1: right. Well, that's enough.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For We jump for joy for the Holy Spirit, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Be healed. Be healed from the Holy Spirit. Be filled from the Holy Spirit. Be made whole in Jesus' name.
1: is so cool because we're blessed because we can stand on what God said he's going to do what he said he's gonna do what he puts in the truth in the word if he says he's gonna crush your enemies he's going to you know if he says you're gonna have favor for that new house because he surrounds you with favor and you you, you desire a house and it's difficult in this kind of market. Only God, you know. God, we can, you know. Is His heart, arm too sh- short that He can't do the things? No, of course not. He's able. With because the beginning is kind of the best, one of the most famous scriptures: "For nothing is impossible with God." You know, anytime you re- you see the mountain being so big, that's a good scripture to. To decree, for nothing shall be impossible with God. Nothing. Right? Isn't that what I said? Yeah. For nothing is impossible. That means all things are possible with God for those who believe. Okay? okay? Alright. Alright, Anna. It's just cool. Okay. Um, I can't wait to get to Balaam tomorrow the donkey and all that exchange that <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we can hit that in the morning, huh? Okay. All right. Psalm. Uh, Psalm fifty-seven, one to eleven. praise Psalm fifty-seven with determination to praise God in whatever circumstances you face today. Okay. Have mercy it says for the choir director a psalm of david regarding the time he fled from saul and went into the cave to be sung to the tune do not destroy have mercy on me O god and mer- have mercy i look to you for protection i will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by i cry out to god most high to god who will fulfill his purpose for me He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. May God, my God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. I'm surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows and whose tongues cut like swords. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, O lear and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. Amen. What a nice psalm. Proverbs 11 9 to 11 says with their words the godless destroy their friends but knowledge will rescue the righteous Okay, the whole city celebrates when the godly succeed they shout for joy when the wicked die Upright citizens are good for a city and make it prosper. But the talk of the wicked tears it apart. Wow, God. Thank you, Lord. That was a good reading.
0: Thank you, Heavenly Father God. Thank you for blessing us with your word today as as it is today. We receive it. We believe it, Lord God. And we love it and thank you for it in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen more about Mary and Elizabeth talking. Apparently, we, we're having something here. We want to talk more about it, more revelation, because we had it on the discussion between Mary and Elizabeth and get it right. Let's see if we can uh, bring you more of this. Anna?
1: Okay. So, um, we're going back to the exchange between Mary and Elizabeth. Uh, when um, Elizabeth opened the door and greeted Mary, and then the ba- her baby leaped inside of her, and then she was filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna read. Uh, it's at 41. It's Luke chapter 1, 41. It says, "At the moment, wait. I'll start at 40. Arriving at their home, Mary entered the house and greeted Elizabeth." At the moment, her aunt heard Mary's voice. The baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked. And suddenly, Elizabeth was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, voice, she prophesied with power. Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others. For your child is destined to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit me? The moment you came in the door and greeted me, my baby danced inside me with joy. Great favor rests upon you for you have believed every word spoken to you from the Lord. And then Mary goes on to how she has like a prophetic song that she sings. And and Mary sang this song. My soul is ecstatic, overflowing with praises to God. My spirit bursts with joy over my life-giving God. For he set his tender gaze upon me, his lowly servant girl. And from here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is his name. Mercy kisses all who fear him from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes he he tears from their thrones, and he lifts up the lowly to take their place. Those who hunger for him will always be filled, but the smug and self-satisfied he will send away empty. Because he can never forget to show mercy, he has helped his chosen servant Israel, keeping his promises to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And so this is from the Passion Translation, but the thing that really stood out for me when I read it in the New Living Translation um, in the previous recording is that um, one, one sentence jumped out at me and I took it for you know something that as a reminder um, of of how to be blessed um and here in 45 it says great favor rests upon you for you have believed every spoken every word spoken to you from the lord okay so it it's in the other translation said you are blessed because you believe what the Lord said he was going to do. That's what I hung on to when I read the word, because if we look at it that way, you know, when you read the word of God and when you see a promise and when you have a situation, you can stand on the word of God, trust God, and you can count on God to do what he says he's going to do for you. If he said he's going to keep you in perfect peace, He's gonna keep you in perfect peace. It's 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 the blessing comes that way. The blessing of peace will overcome you. Um, If you're going through financial struggles, same thing. If God says He's your provider and He's your shepherd, and you shall not want or lack for anything, you can count on the word that says that. So um, I don't know. I just I got a really powerful revelation when I read that sentence. And I ran with it because I I just believed it. I believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ever ask or imagine. But that's according to the power of Jesus that that rests inside of us. So I just wanted to clarify uh, the reading a little bit. And uh, it it was awesome, it's awesome, awesome reading.
0: Thank you babe,
1: God bless you all.